Gents, you are with Adrianosaurus, and we're back for a bite-sized episode where I go over my team again because our BBL season is just about to start, and we've had the PM, <laughs> the PM's team has been picked, and it's really thrown round one into a very chaotic situation because we've lost some of the big name players that we were sort of hoping for, particularly from Heat players. Obviously, with them on the triple, but to throw a spanner in the works. We, we get Manus back for and 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 uh, Kawaja are going to come back and play game one of the Brisbane Heat triple, but that's going to throw a kibosh on players like Billings and stuff that we've had designs on. Um, and you know you're not going to get them for the final games. Uh, you know to game two and three, uh, obviously. So you, you're going to um, muck up. You know, if you own them, because they're only going to be there for one game, and you, you're not going to get the best out of what you were hoping for in a Billings pick where it was going to go up the order, because obviously those guys are going to affect that. So, uh, Spanners galore, um, McSween dog is out. You know, people go on Jimmy Pierce, and we obviously feared Nisa and all these kinds. Um, Aaron Hardy, you know, I was, I was probably locking uh, him into early drafts of teams as well. So there's just been Spanners everywhere. I've gone and opened up the socials for some questions that are relevant obviously before this round one kicks off um and we'll go through my team and the reasons why i've made the changes i have with all the news that are there and look listen to the other podcast for all the ins and outs mcsweeney and renshaw and all of them the people we've lost bloody rashid <laughs> we've lost rashid i was stowing him on the bench in me last um outing of uh team so that's obviously had to change so we'll go through all the changes i'll tell you why um, you know, but isn't it just like Supercoach, eh? And isn't it um, fun? <laughs> Absolutely fun. Because just when we think it's just a glory time where we're going to have a T-Wad, a triple to start, the year, of course it's absolute mayhem, carnage, as Tom Sangster from NRL Supercoach would say. It's just absolute carnage. I mean, Tom Tom Dravojevic might even get a run if he's not doing much in, in one of the teams, in the Sixers lineup. But look, um, and look, who knows with some of these, Pat Cummins, you know, these other ones might just make themselves available for a game and wreck other teams who are on the double as well. Um, a couple of players come more into reckoning, I guess, because of the players that are going to be missing from the rounds. I, I mentioned Billings. Um, J- Brown might even get a run there at the top of the order. So if you wanted to take a bench loop option on him, you could probably do something like that. Um, but it's really interesting, and uh, lots of things have changed. I think it's going to see a really big variety of teams, maybe, um, yeah, I think, because a lot of people are probably just going to pack in the old Brisbane Heat on three games and hitting it super, super hard, because 
Um, you know, you look at it, someone like the Renegades, for instance, have like a ton of games in the first five rounds and, and, and owning them over the long haul is probably a better strategy. Really, you can sometimes get too like, and of course, that first team on a triple, you know, it's a very alluring thing. You want to get off to a ripping start. But I think that the more we lose from that heat sort of game, they're probably going to get flogged with all the players they're missing. The PM, what a prick, hates hates the Brisbane Heat. Uh, look, so, you know, but you, I, I'm, I'm probably brought in more renegade. You'll see that into my theme because I'm now looking at the Heat, which with Nisa and with McSweeney had some good options there available for us to be able to come up with a ripping round one triple Heat team um, of players. But um, now I'm probably looking at it over the space of the five rounds a bit more. So, you know, getting in... You know, players from the Renegades, for instance, or going with a star who are going to have, you know, the two doubles over the three rounds. You know, you can make a different uh, approach to it if you lose a whole bunch of people. I mean, if we lost Curran and, and Abbott, you know, from the Sixers, you probably, they go down in your books as well, and, and the ownerships would go crazy in there as well. A Rashid Khan, the most owned player, probably nearly up there. Um, you know, because they had the double on the second round and he was cheap as chips for Rashid. And that's a big thing to lose from the game as well. So I'd love to have a look at ownerships as well. It'd be pretty bloody good as well. So let's get cracking on the show. I'm going to start with the socials because a lot of them will answer questions um, relating to the changes I've made in my team as well. So um, we'll kick it off with the questions next. All right, we got Joe Clark. Is he a good option as a pod wicketkeeper pick? Well, I think he's growing now that we lose Jimmy Pearson uh, in there as well. Look, and, and, and even though I've mentioned Billings now that Labashane uh, and Kawaja are in there for the first game, that'll probably drop Billings down the order, maybe, unless they open with him or something. He, he could do that, I'm sure, as well. Um, but... It's still going to be game two and three. I think that he's going to probably get a bit of an elevation in the order uh, in that original round. So he's still probably a popular pick as well. But look, Joe Clark and those Renegades have a ripping draw. Go and have a look at it. Filter it by round one, round two, round three, round four, round five. Have a look at the Renegades, how many games they've got in there. And owning a few gates is a pretty good plan past Week one, don't get too sucked into the heat. The Renegades have a wonderful draw. And yes, I, I, you know I love a bit of Joe Clark. I brought him in the first time he ever came into the BBL. And he obviously we know those imports in their first outing, particularly batters, don't do so well in the BBL. But and that was a mistake. But he came good by the end of the tournament. And he had a pretty good tournament, I think, um, the second time around as well. And I think he'll suit um, that team uh, really well. The Gays have a very good draw at the start. Uh, of the tournament, and and I'm I'm pro Joe Clark, so uh, I don't mind him as a pod pick at all. Um, and and you get the double thumbs up from Ado. I'll give you one thumb up, one thumb up on, on Joe Clark because there's lots of other options you can go. The cock, <laughs> he's pretty handy as well. You can him in keeper as well. Um, but anyway, there you go. One thumbs up from me. One is referring to the cheapies, asking me to go through some cheapies from the best to the worst. Now, look, I'll do it in an ADO style way. I'm just going to do it by the highly owned ones, and I'll talk to you about them, which ones I like and dislike. Now, one of the ones we're all talking for the start of the season is Ben McDermott. He's at 48.5% at the moment. I'd put him ranked um, up in the top one or two. Now, my reasons may not be the same as everyone else's because Ben McDermott's, you know, he's 88,000 for a reason because he had absolute bloody bludger last year. But the reason why I have someone like him at 88,000 is the wicketkeeper. You know, you look at the options in there. We've got a, another one I'm going to mention as a good cheapie in Sam Whiteman at 62K. He's on a double in the first round as well. 
Um, I'm seeing some predicted teams with him up in the top couple of opening or at first drop, you know, probably opening. Um, and he looks with Inglis and, 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 uh, and, you know, all of that. And Bancroft's gone off to another team. I mean, maybe he's going to be on the gloves uh, to start the tournament as well, which is really um, added to his allure for me as a cheapie. But Ben McDermott at 88K, we know that he can go on massive runs where he gets enormous scores. So if you can get him set up on your bench loop, um, you've got a possibility of one of these X-Factor players for 88,000 who can score 100 plus in one game. Now, look, he's a dime, he's a hit or miss, isn't he? And that's why, you know, he's 88K because, you know, based on his hit rate, we're going to see more, probably more fails than we do successes. But I'm thinking about cash gen. Now, he's not a huge sacrifice at 88,000, Ben McDermott, and he could get himself up to the enormous um, sort of price point that we think of, you know, 250, 300,000 in real quick time. So, you know, I'm going to say he's up there with Whiteman. Whiteman, obviously, if the role is there for him in that team, and also McDermott, um, obviously, because of his X factor. And I think of all the cheapies, I think of him versus Whiteman, for instance, I think I'm probably going to tip Ben McDermott as the one who could score enough points to make quick cash generation. You know, so it was just on quick cash generation possibility. I'm going to say McDermott up there and Whiteman in my top two. Whiteman, I think, in a difficult keeper position, uh, if everything comes up the way, you know, I'm seeing in predicted teams, um, he's going to be one of the, the real good buys, I reckon, to start in round one with those scorches on the double. <clears throat> Let's talk about Mitchell Swepson. Now, I'm going to go to the opposite end of the scale as someone who I do not think is a good pick. Um, look, you know, in that heat uh, lineup, is he going to play all three games? <clears throat> you know, maybe is Kuhneman, did he get picked in the PM's team? I don't know. But uh, my last look, I thought I, I, I was picking Kuhneman to probably be ahead of him in the pecking order. And also, you know, it, what's he going to score? Um, I think about players who I fear are going to go and score an enormous score over three games, and I just don't know if I see that in Schwepson, so I'm going to put him down the other end of the scale. Um, <clears throat> Darcy Short, for instance, will rank a little higher than Schwepson. He's um, very cheap by, for his standard. He's at 38.3. The P, people are going to rank him a little higher um, for me because, um, you know, you're going to probably, if, if, if we think he's going to get um, batting in their tops, you know, three or four batters, um, and the chance of bowling an over, especially with Rashid not in the team now, um, at 67000 you've got no outlay cost to have someone who's got a double in the second round on your bench, um, and I think that that makes pretty good sense. Now, I just have fears for Schwepson even being available one, or being picked, or even playing three games. You know, you can't be 100% rock solid that Darcy Short's going to be given three chances in there. But I know he was in recent decent form. Um, stowing a, a, an Adelaide striker on your bench can't hurt. Uh, and for mine, I'm going to be taking punts on um, players in the Brisbane Heat that I think could probably get bigger, 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 big daddy scores over the uh, over the three games. Um, let's move down to other cheapies. I'm going to sort of take it, you know, 100K below. Um, Peter Siddle, um, he's a Gade. We know that the Gades, as I've mentioned, have got a very good draw. He's at 26.8 because he's 75.5. My only fears with him is, is he going to play the, th- the, the, the double? Is he going to play both games? Is he going to even get picked in that team? Looking at their bowling line, up. I don't know if he's 100% going to get the run. Um, c- correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I rank him down um, in the 
probably mid-table. You know, I sort of see him as a better pick, in my opinion, than Swepson if he gets a run on. If he's playing that first Gage game, um, I'll be tempted to, to, to get Sids. He's just got away, hasn't he? You know, and I know he's at 75k because he had a wretched tour uh, of the BBL last year. But, um, I, I, look, I don't know if he's going to get picked in the team um, and I don't know if he's necessarily going to play all three games at his age, or oh, well, two games, sorry, in the first um, round or even over those early rounds, he probably gets a lot of rest. Um, Fraser McGurk is another popular one at 62.5. He's at 25.4. He's not currently in my team. And I just, look, while it's good to have Gades, and I think, yeah, that's probably fair enough, I guess, if you're wanting to have someone on there for, you know, a bench loop on your your bench who's got to double up in the first. And I probably, you know, Whiteman, just because he's a, you can pick him in bat and keeper. I have him higher. You know, that's just where I am. Even though they've got a very good draw in the early rounds, and over the long haul, if Mc, you know, McGurk gets a pretty good role in that team, he's going to play more games, most likely, um, and, you know, unless he gets dropped or, or whatever. So, um, look, where is he going to bat in that lineup? I think it's probably going to be middle five, bat at five. Is he? Or f- I don't think he's going to bat any, you know, higher up in the order. But I may, I'm not a Gates fan, and and, and, t- and correct me if my wrong, I'm wrong, but. Uh, first up double, very good early schedule. If you wanted to have him on the bench, I have him mid table as well. But I've you know just gone and like I said, had had Whiteman ahead because he's um, you know available to pick in keeper. Um, let's go down to the next one. I want to discuss is Tanvir Sanger. I like him as a bowler because I think he's extremely talented. Um, is he going to be here for their first game? I saw him in. Oh, he's, he's on the bench, isn't he? Around the t- the the the, the team has been carried there as a second spinner. Uh, but if he's there for game one, I think he's a better bowler than um, eighty three thousand. They just don't have anything early round relevant. So I'd be sort of taking a tickle on one of those other ones. You know, that are probably you get two bites at the cherry if you know what I mean. So look, I'm going to probably favour one of them ahead of him, but I really do think if you want somebody who could really um, bowl well in the tournament and go up nicely in price, I think he would be. You know, if there was just a double or something in there for me to have from him, he could, you know, if they're on a buy and I could loop, you know, like anything. But it just doesn't seem like enough there to sort of lure me in. Um, Cooper Connolly, he's another one we want to talk. Um, 70K, I like him because he's bat bowl as well. Um, he's been really favoured, and I know I've heard Rubers coach loves him and everything. So, look, I, he's one I'm going to rank up high as well um, because of the usefulness of his dual um, bat bowl sort of availability. He bowls, he bats, and those are always handy in BBL. So I'm going to put him up in the top four you know, Cooper Connolly, I think. Um, and, and look, I'm going to leave it there on cheapies. You know, people are bringing, you know, Nathan Lyon. I, I don't even think he's going to be playing. Uh, so I'm going to put him right down the bottom. Josh Brown. Now with um, Kawaja and, and uh, you know, and, and Labashain there for the first game, does that make him as alluring? Because we thought with all the numbers they'd lost, he might, he'll open the batting and he may do that for the last two games. But you could probably at 88,000, an X-Factor player. He's like dirty as. But um, you can have him on your bench. And, and look, if you've got Whiteman on field, for instance, who's a scorcher, you can watch Josh Brown play game one and two um, and make your assessment of whether you want to loop him in or not because they play twice before the um, scorchers play, for instance. So 
that's that's a plan that you could have. So John Josh Brown, uh, surely even with all the players that they've lost, and even with Manus and uh, Kawaja there for the first game, he's in, enhanced. You'd think, but you need to see their lineup obviously to make the decision on it. Um, look, to Harry Nielsen, people eleven point two. I'm I don't think so. Not for me. He's not going to bat high enough in that team. Even with the, with the things that they've lost, I just don't see him being um, a good scorer either. Um, for mine, so I'm just going to put him down um, the bottom as well. Um, that's it. That's it. It's still uncovering. It's a big, long question. I don't want to go too long because I'm already up to 15 minutes. So let's move on to the next ones and answer them quickly. Uh, next one is what heat players do we get now? <laughs> well, you know, don't get Manus or, or uh, Uzi because they're only going to play game one. We've lost McSweeney. You've lost Pearson. Look, I think you have Billings. He, he, he may not bat, um, you know, as high as we'd hoped in that first game, but he should keep for them, you'd think, and he'll probably bat um, pretty higher, you know, at least one spot or two spots higher um, in game two and three. So they're... Um, ones that I'm interested in. Um, look, uh, Bartlett's back to bowling, they say. So, I, you know, I think he's probably somebody that goes up on the list. Munro is obviously, if he's here for the first game, he's going to be probably one of those X-factor players that people want uh, in their teams. Um, there are a few, you know, but have a listen to my team and I'll go through a couple of them. Um, Sutherland versus Richo from the Gades. Um, yeah, that's a really good um, question. I think they're both good picks, let me just say. Um, look, Sutherland, he's, I think he's going to bowl four and I think he'll definitely bat pretty relatively high in that team. Won't he bat six or seven, won't he? Seven? So I just think he'll tonk some runs and he'll bowl these overs. He's got a, a happy knack of getting a wicket. Um, so is Richo, by the way. But I'm, I reckon just with that little safety blanket of, um, I think that Sutherland will bat and bowl most games. He's a good fielder as well. So I just think I might favour him a little bit ahead, in my opinion. Um, next one's just a comment. Can't vibe on my team with five heat plays in him. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially with the spanners that have been thrown in the works and someone like McSween Dog being out. Um, just maybe go three or four. Um, and my fear is just hanging. Some people are just going to still go dirty as with five or six heat players. And I reckon it could backfire on, but they might be a little bit ahead of you, 50, 75, 100 points. Um, I think if you go in with three and you only end up 75 points behind people who went with fives and sixes, I reckon you count that as a win. So if you cannot vibe on your team, like I said, I as soon as I saw the ones that the Heats had lost, I went, okay, well, I'm going to probably lean now towards going heavier on the gates because they've got a wonderful schedule. Maybe you change your outlook on how you play it. And if you can't vibe with all the Heat players, but look, let's see how they're named for game one and what um, information comes through um, from now until the start of the Big Bash and maybe some options come in there for us that we think are good. Uh, I know that a lot of us are interested there in... um, What's his name? The ball, you know, yeah, you know, I should remember their names, Adrian Watson. That's the one. Um, so look, you know, he's um, highly owned and somebody who's a really talented bowler. Um, but you want to see if he's going to be there for game one and will he play all three games uh, of that round, which is what you want Heat players for because he is coming back off an injury. So I've been probably a little bit scared of him, but there are some options that you can have. Um, but you maybe don't need to go with five. You know, you don't need to go so hard at the Brisbane. 
Brisbane Heat in because, mate, they have lost a lot. Uzi, Uzi is the last question. Yeah, game one, but they're not going to be there for game in two. So they're just all they're doing is ruining the round for us uh, just for one game. It'll make probably the Heat a lot more competitive, so, you know, for your Heat players to score better in Supercoach with those two guns back in the team. But the ones that you're going to have in that you were hoping were batting higher and stuff, Marnus will probably try to steal an over as well in there. You know, so it's not going to be as good in game one for the ones that you want. But um, no, you can't own them. And it's a less alluring to own the other ones um, in the first game, at least anyway. Let's whip through the team because it's nearly up to 20 minutes and it's supposed to be in an express potty. But I'll just quickly talk you through the team and what my changes were and how I'm looking, okay? Uh, in the keeper position, I'm still the same as I was before. It's going to be Quentin de Kock, uh in the starting lineup. I like him as a premium option now <clears throat> in that first round. And those gates have a lovely schedule early. So I want to have de Kock in there and hope he just fires big time. Just going to start him and have McDermott on the bench <clears throat> because I just can't really work out loops and everything uh, to, to get a look at McDermott. And that's scary at times with him because he's such an X-factor player to go big. Um, but I'm just going to hope that that doesn't happen in the first round. And I miss him because um, just the way I've got my setup, I just can't play him and have a loop set up in there. Um, I'm going to have Tom Curran in my bat. Uh, and I've got him with the captain to start the year. Tom Curran, Sean Abbott. There's a there's a hell of a lot of aptitude with bat and ball and field in those two characters. And I want to slide of one of those two in my team. I'm going to slice Curran way because I think he's talented. I think he will bat maybe higher. Um, maybe, this is my thought, or, and then uh, Abbott, he bowls, you know, death overs. He's a bit of an expert at the death for wickets as well. And, and, and hey, Sean Abbott, the most uh, wicket-taking player in the bloody BBL is not too, sh- sh- not too shit at it either, is he, taking wickets? You can't go wrong with either of them. I want them both, and I've got Curran in there at the minute. Munro, he's still in my team, Munza. And I've got the VC on him because he's a lunatic and he could just belt like a f- uh, an innings of 26s. Who knows? Especially now with all the players that you've lost, <laughs> you know, that you were going to have. McSween Dog and all of them. You've you got to have Munro now. I'm sure of it. Um, moving on, we're going to talk uh, Joe Clark. I did answer that in the question there. Look, when I saw the way all the teams were lying, you know, or looking like landing, um, I brought Joe Clark in. Look, keepers and bats, and you've got a lot of movability between there and set up for loops and things like that. Renegades have a good early draw. I'm a bit partial to a bit of Joe Clark myself. Uh, so that's my crap English accent. But I've got him in there at the minute. Um, I've added a few um, Renegades in once I sort of got a little bit colder on the heat, and he's in there at the minute, Joe Clark. At 139,000, I think he's well He's well-versed to the BBL now. I think he's going to have a pretty good tournament, my guess. Um, Maxwell, you've got to have him. He's going to be there in that first game for them uh, on a double at his price. He's dual. He's an absolute weapon. He's had a break from the T20 there in game one. You've got to have Maxi if he's there and he's picked in in, in round one for them. Uh, Whiteman, i got him on field in my team. The news is good for him with the players they've lost and how the early tournament looks to have the gloves, I think, and to open the batting. Uh, if he's in the top order, I still like him there if he's got the gloves. Um, and I've got him starting because I've got Billings on the bench. Yeah, it's a bit of a crazy thing having a Brisbane Heat player in there set up for the loop. Um, you're not going to have uh, him batting as high in game one because Manus and, um, you know, and, and Kawadra uh, Ku, uh, there. Um, and he may score really poor in, in game one. But you know what? I can have a look at him in game two as well before I even have to decide if I want to loop him in. And I guess I can either trade out Darcy Short, who's my other bench player, 
to a NPR or I'll trade Whiteman to an NPR um, and I'll loop Billings in because I get to look at two games before I have to make the decision. So that's how the batters are lining up for me. Into the bowlers, Jai Richardson has come into my team because, um, look, I said I love um, a little bit of uh, Abbott action and it could be Abbott. Um, I just like the feel of Jai Richardson to match short in round two. Um, look, Scorches on a double, and I'm not going to own Jai Richardson. It's crazy to me. Um, I just can't do it with all good conscience. I love him. He's a weapon, and I'm going to put him in. Uh, it could be Abbott, um, you know, because I like the sixes uh, on the double as well, uh, you know, and I think Abbott's probably going to donk a few at the end of the innings, but not. And so Jai can do that as well, actually. I'm going to have him in there at the moment because I just feel like it's a warm blanket for me having him in my team when they're on a double. Uh, good captain option as well if you're trying to VC on a Brisbane Heat player. If he's all ticking the boxes and everything sounds good for fitness, that is, of course. But Jai's in there at the moment, and he's a straight swap to Matt Short for me in round two. Um, Will Sutherland is into the team. Bats and bowls, and I like the role in the team. Uh, It was in the question there, Richo versus um, Sutherland. I've gone Sutherland because I just think he's got the two skills, and they're both pretty decent skills. Um, He had a really good tournament last year as well. He's had a good price, reasonable price, I think, because of that. Um, They've got some decent signings through to the team, yes, but looking at how I see their predicted lineups, I think you'll bowl four overs most um, games. I think you'll field in guns, you know, good spots to take catches and runouts and all sorts because he's a he's a really good fielder. Um, I think he'll tonk some runs, so I'm just going to have him in there because it feels safe to me. But Richardson is a known wicket taker. Hasn't probably been as good uh, in recent recent times as we've known by his standards. Um, Richo from the Renegades, but I'm going to go with Sutherland at the minute. Um, I've got Bartlett in there because he's back to bowling and we're, we're losing options left, right and centre. You've got to have some heat players in there. He's my third heat player. Uh, he's in there. Uh, at the minute, uh, <clears throat> I've got Zampa. He's uh, obviously the 131k on the double to start up the year. I love me a bit of Zamps in recent form as well. Um, Cooper Connolly, uh, the male. I'm hearing all out of there. It's a good role. He's going to bat, bowl. He's a field. He's one of those players that um, does a bit of everything, and I think he's an up and comer. You know, um, for the BBL tournament, I think he's a good one to have in the team, and he's quite malleable um, around your team for interchanging players between bat and bowl. Paul Walter, um, look, I've got him set up on the bench, much like how I'm doing with Billings in there at the top. Um, if, if Paul Walter in the first two games doesn't get a bat or bowls one over and he's on five points over two games, I don't have to loop him in. I can just play Connolly, provided that the role is everything we're hoping for in that um, Scorchers outfit. Uh, and look, if he goes terrifically well, I can uh, bring in my other one, which is my four. 42k which is Chaudhry. Um, they're from the Hurricanes at 42k and who's got the jewel um, bat bowl. So that's my team as it stands now. Sorry, we've gone a little bit over, um, you know, bite size Ado, but it's 25 minutes and I've loved to chat. I'll talk again soon. Um, and the next time the team updates and as news comes in, but thanks very much, guys. You know, I love you. We'll talk again soon. Tight. Oh, it's Look at the look on his face. He's just, well, that's what I do. It was at a hundred.